Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. On this latest episode of Rugby League Down South, Broncos interim head coach Andrew Henderson on a second home victory for them and his plans for the future if he's given the job. Broncos tackling machine Daniel Harrison tells us the ways in which Hendo is similar and different to Joey Grimer. We'll hear how Saturday was the Scholars Chief Executive Hector McNeil's worst day in rugby league, sacking friend and coach Joe Mabu. And we'll talk to the Coventry coach Tom Sang ahead of the League One season. Your comments too, as ever, plenty of those on Twitter throughout the week, at Ian Ramsdale. You can, of course, send your more considered views on the email rldownsouth at gmail.com. And I should uh, just first of all start by mentioning a tweet from uh, London RL saying congratulations to today's Nines winners, under-13s Sussex Merlins and both under-15s and under-17s winners Medway Dragons. If you were involved in the uh, nines, uh, the traditional way of starting the uh, sort of junior season uh, this this uh, these days in, in London RL, uh, if you're involved, uh, get in touch. Let us know how it was and we'll give you a mention uh, next week uh, at Ian Ramsell on Twitter or on the email rldownsouth at gmail.com in fact I had a quick email last week from Andrew uh, saying just listening to the uh, Hendo interview on the podcast and he's packing plenty of punches in what he's saying uh, hinting that the squad isn't strong enough and that he wants to develop players from London which is what London need Andrew thank you for that uh, at Ian Ramsdale or on the email as Andrew did rldownsouth at gmail.com uh, it should just worth mention as well that um, I have spoken to both the respective Joes at Grimer and Mabu uh, in the last week having left Scholars and Broncos uh, in the last week nothing on tape um, but just to give you some context for the situations uh, well, yeah, not, a, not a great week was it to be called uh, Joe and be a coach in, in London RL um, Grimer heading back down under stepping down as Broncos coach for personal reasons um, no details as to as to really what the, what the, the personal or family reasons are but to be fair I mean they're, they're family issues and personal ones and no one should really be probing that um, invasion of privacy and all that um, but I mean the thing from talking to, to Joey Grimer was he's talks of being sort of uncomfortable placing other people under under pressure um and you know you know by by sort of leaving them in their lurch really uh saying you know hopefully that as time goes on i think you know he thinks he'll feel more more comfortable with the decision he's made um you know it definitely sounds like he, he's done it with, with a heavy heart you know not wanting to do it but um for the reasons that um you know that they state he um, felt it was best for the for the club that uh, that was what happened. But um, yeah, I think you saw the comments from uh, David Hughes saying, you know, we we tried to keep him, and um, you know, we talked about it in in great depth uh, really last week uh, before we knew uh, too much more. But uh, yeah, um, he's he's doing okay, and we send him our best wishes as he uh, head down back uh, heads back down under 
with his wife and um, also spoke to uh, Joe Mabu sacked by London Scholars at the weekend on Saturday night after uh, the second of two heavy defeats this one in the Challenge Cup um, nice quote from, from Joe all good things come to an end such is life Scholars is my home I'll always be part of it head coach or not I've got a response to that in my chat with the Chief Executive Hector McNeil a little later in the podcast, so uh, listen out for that. Uh, But another home win for the Broncos, the first time they've won two home league games in the season since 2012. Um, That season they won five league home games, so maybe they'll beat that record this year, fingers crossed. Uh, 34 points to 16 at home to Workington. They're going 2-2 then uh, in the Championship, and it's not the championship, is it? It's League One. Sorry, it is a championship. I'm getting confused. And they're going two and two uh, in the championship this season, uh, eighth uh, in the league. Uh, Ken saying uh, on Twitter at Ian Ramsdale, I'll take that. Uh, pity about the tube, though. Um, I don't think it was running to Cannes Park, was it, on uh, on Sunday? But still, good results to take forward for the next couple of weeks. Really need wins for top four. Um, Richard saying couldn't make it today good win though need to start picking up away points now so those your thoughts I wonder what the thoughts were of the interim head coach currently Andrew Henderson how does it feel to be a head coach you want to know at the moment <laughs> yeah no it's good mate obviously it's something that I, I've, I've been aspiring to become and albeit it's happened a little bit quicker than I expected um, but yeah, no, very pleased. Obviously, to, to, to get off to a winning start, um, albeit we, we you know, it wasn't a great performance. Um, plenty of areas and improvement within the team um, that we need to, to need to get better. But you know, like I said, I was really pleased with that last twenty minutes. I thought we really upped the tempo in that last twenty and, and brought the game home there. How would you sort of sum up the performance? I said it, it was it was quite solid. There were times where you were tested and you sort of came through that. You finished with a bit of a flow with a couple of tries. Um, you know, how would you you know describe the performance overall? I was a bit inconsistent, really. I, I just felt that uh, we were sloppy in certain areas. You know, we, we we gave away a lot of cheap possession. You know, just dropping the ball cold, like unforced errors, or as we get up to play the ball, and, and we just couldn't really seem to get get into the game or get any build any real momentum or ascendancy within the game. Every time we had good field position, we'd come up with a mistake or, or we just didn't quite execute as well as we should have done. And uh, I just felt, yeah, we're a little bit disjointed at times. And yeah, it, it just wasn't, yeah, we just weren't great. But it, but again, like I said, you know, the amount of defensive work we had to do because we didn't complete well, um, you know, put us under pressure. But that's what was pleasing for me was, albeit we completed very poorly for large parts of the game, we still had enough energy about us and a bit, bit nous about us to, to bring, hard, bring it home that last 20. I did think we came into a second gear and, and came home strong at the back end. So that was, that was really pleasing. You know the championship. You know the games you're going to get. You're going to have to tough out games like today. Yeah. You say that there's still more to come from your side as well. Yeah. But it must please you that you, um, two home wins now for this yep. side, and again a team that beat Doncaster comprehensively and you know more comprehensively than, than you did. It shows, does it, that your side is progressing? Yeah, and, and look, and that, if I'm being totally honest, where we're at, you know, I, I've spoken in the press conference before about we need to, we do need to bring more bodies in. You know, we've got a hell of a lot of young kids within our squad, and we're relying on them week in week out. You know, and I've always said it that you know you can probably put one or two in there and groom them and nurture them but to have five, six or even seven out there at any one time it's, it's, it's a big ask it's putting a lot of pressure on them uh, and I'm also weary that um, I don't want to break them 
I don't want to kill these kids because for me they're the future of the club and we've got a duty of care to make sure that we, we do grow and develop these players and at the right pace. And um, So I'm going to be actively seeking the, the market um, to, to bring in bodies um, as much as we can do uh, to help strengthen the side. But again, like you say, I mean, there's plenty, plenty of improving to come in this team and that's what excites me. The potential within it is great. We've got a, got a great group of senior players. We've got some really good established players with NRL and Super League experience and we've got some good quality championship players that are on the up too, like your Matt Garsides and Ben Halliwell. So, um, yeah, I think the mix there is pretty good. We just need a few more bodies that, like you said, either know this level or have got that Super League pedigree as well to come in and just bolster the ranks. But, um, like you said, plenty of work to do, plenty of work to do. But, like I said to the players, it's got to be one step at a time. It's not going to happen overnight. We've just brought in two new halfbacks within the last two weeks. Um, you know, they're going to take time to come together. Uh, and, again, a place to learn how they play and their style of play and off the back of it. So, uh, yeah, it's not going to happen overnight. And I know everyone will say, well, we've been together since November. But if you look at the team now, how it was at the start of pre-season, you know, it's, it's massively different. And we've still yet to see Glenn Riley. We, we lost Luke Adamson. Um, you know what I mean? Uh, there's other players too, you know. Liam Foran hasn't featured yet. Uh, other other players, Bartos still injured. You know, we've still got players that were in there from the start in the top 25 that just aren't, aren't here at the moment or playing. So, um, yeah, it is where it is and where we are. And I'm, I'm pretty excited about, you know, what's going to happen in the future. What's your plan with the halfbacks? Because the first game here at the Hive this season, it was the two young Londoners yeah. who seem to come out of it quite well. You've obviously got the two, what, a, a lone and a dual reg in your halves at the moment. Is your plan to try and keep hold of those? Yeah, it is. Um, I, I don't want to be chopping and changing the halfback. You can't keep chopping and changing the halfbacks. We're playing a dangerous game at the moment because obviously we've got Jared Samet on dual reg and we've got Tom Gilmore on a month's loan. Um, and there's, there's every chance that, pardon me, that... Um, those sister clubs can, can call them back and uh, I want to be able to get to a stage where the, we have London players that are London players I don't want to have to go down this dual reg and, and, lo- and loan situation it's helping us out in the short term at the moment because of the, where we are with the amount of injuries we've got but in the longer term we need to get away from it and we need to be there like I said develop our own build around the kids that we've got and like I said sign players to come to London, that are going to live in London and be part of London and do it the London way. So, But yeah, if to answer your question, I want to keep Jared and I want to keep Tom here uh, and continue to form that partnership. And again, utilise Joe Keyes at the right times through the year to continue to, to progress and progress him and develop him. Uh, and obviously when Bartow comes back, well, who knows, maybe he might find it tough to get in the team or, like I said, he can also play at hooker in 13 as well. So that we've got a little bit of versatility with William when he comes back as well. And what did you make of individual performances today? Any particular people that sort of shone? You know, people have mentioned Urgent Jalapi and sort of the power of his runs. Yep. And, um, you know, I think um, Daniel Harrison continues to make tackle after tackle after tackle. And Reese Lovegrove likes to go forward. Yeah, I thought, um, if I'm being honest with you, I thought uh, I thought Rich, Richie Mathers led really well from the back before he got injured. Uh, I thought he was running with some purpose, um, as was... Uh, Reese Williams, uh, the Dragon, I thought uh, he's been outstanding for us all season. He's probably been our most consistent player. I thought he was great again. And, and young Brad Dwyer, the hooker, um, we've been so impressed with his contributions in recent weeks. He's really stepped up his game and he's a constant threat. And, and defensively, he's leading the line speed in the middle. So those three players for me stood out. I thought Ben Halliwell did a great job once he went back to fullback, um, you know, for the injured Richie Mathers as well. I think he deserves a wrap. I mean, I could give plenty of players a wrap, mate, but they were probably the, the, the more the standout players for me after today's performance. And what about you and your future? Do you 
know any more about that? Uh, not at this stage. Obviously, um, you know, obviously I spoke briefly with David last week. Um, he sort of, you know, muted the idea. He seems pretty happy that uh, I might, you know, might be given an opportunity. Um, he's looking for some ways to maybe support me around that. Um, but again, like you said, there's been no sort of firm decision on that or confirmation. That's just a, an idea he's muted to me at the moment. You know, a week's a long time. You know, things can change. But yeah, I wouldn't say there's anything concrete yet. But um, I wouldn't say that they're against the idea either at this stage. So there's Hendo then after the uh, game at the Hive on Sunday. I mean, he's cracking on. I think you know you've got to presume you know in, in the hope that you'll uh, get the job full time. And um, I'm sure that the the club are assessing their options as for uh, what potentially they could do. But I'm sure. Um, Hendo's keen to, to show what he can do, uh, and it was a result, wasn't it? Yeah, not, not a bad result, as I, I mentioned to him um, as a head coach, uh, one from one. Um, and they head to Whitehaven uh, this weekend, so it'll be a, a tough fixture. Another one, they're also fun, they uh, in the league this year. A couple more of your comments on, on Twitter, at Ian Ramsdale. Ian saying, in my view, uh, let him get on with the job and we do potentially have a good squad in the making. He also added that uh, that try from Gilmore showed why keeping him is important for as long as possible. Uh, and Michael saying we need both uh, as well. Dwyer is the best player again. In fact, uh, Brad Dwyer voted man of the match, and in my capacity as the uh, stadium announcer, I had to interview and announce the man of the match in the um, Amber Suite at the end of the game, where you can go up and uh, meet the players and uh, socialise with other fans at the end of the games at the Hive, if you fancy, up in the Amber Suite. Um, so here is just the, um, the, uh, the recording from, from the room as I spoke to uh, Brad Dwyer um, at the end of the game on Sunday. The award for today's man of the match is London Broncos' Brad Dwyer. Brad, how was that? It seemed like you had to tough it out at the time. Uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a tough game and we always knew it was going to be. Um, the strong physical pack and uh, just glad we got the win really in the end. How was it this week? Because it's obviously been a bit of a tough week, a bit of a, a chop and a change week with, with Joey going, but uh, how has it been? Oh yeah, it's been a tough week and a few people have been down and that but we spoke early doors we spoke about trying to get a buzz back in the place and next couple of weeks there are a few games that we probably should win and then it's leading into a, a tough month for us with Halifax and Butler. so we spoke about getting a buzz around, around the place and then hopefully building into end games And what did you make of the performance today as well? There was a, a couple of your comrades and, and, and teammates who were making some good metres down the middle Oh yeah, it was, I think it was a massive wrap to our back three the guys on front foot all day and then uh, probably our best spell was the last 20 minutes and I think we had three or four sets on points where they were just coming in and doing all our work and then play, like players were just playing on back of hand. It makes it a lot, a lot easier for us. And nice to have two home wins uh, under your belt as well this season. Oh yeah, definitely. And it's, we've spoke about using this as an advantage. People have it to travel and it's a six, six hour journey for these men today and we've got to go and do it next week. But yeah, it's definitely something that we're looking to do is make it pretty hard to come here and get a win. Fantastic. Congratulations. Brad Dwyer, man of the match today. <laughs> Okay, thank you. We'll hopefully see you on Saturday the 28th, the next fixture here at the Hive. Saturday the 28th for the Visit of Halifax. Thank you very much for your attendance today. Hope you've enjoyed the game. Thank you. Plenty of good performances um, for, for many players um, on Sunday. Uh, I thought it was, uh, it was a solid, that's how I described it, a, a solid performance. Um, 
Challenge Cup draw as well was made Tuesday this week. Broncos are way at Lee. Um, this draw was done after I did uh, my interviews this week, so I uh, didn't get any reaction as such, although they'll be um, heading back up there, won't they? A defeat a couple of weeks ago. Um, a much improved second half, though, and with, with this squad looking like they're getting better week on week. Um, they'll, be interested, they'll, they'll, be, they'll be keen to improve on what happened uh, before. Oxford to uh, Lee Minor Rangers. It could be a good weekend, couldn't it? Uh, away in Lee for uh, Rugby League Down South fans. And the All-Golds hosting uh, Hunslet. Um, I said, you know, the All-Golds will have their eye on an upset. Hunslet will be strong, um, but at least they're at home. And uh, the All-Golds have been uh, impressive from um, what people have mentioned and from the scorelines that I've seen uh, so far this year. Uh, All-Golds Manchester uh, on Twitter saying, um, one, we know we can win. Come on, you All-Golds, they say under the hashtag. Um, so those are the thoughts uh, of um, the Challenge Cup fourth round draw, wasn't it? Um, the fifth round includes the sort of bottom um, Super League sides or bottom half Super League sides from last year the ones 9 to 12 is that just 4 entering in the top 8 or, or something like that there's, there's bottom half and top half the, the top Super League clubs from 2014 don't enter until the 6th round uh, of the cup uh, now to uh, the tackling machine uh, Daniel Harrison who has impressed in the two games that I've seen uh, playing for the Broncos forwards doing a lot of the work at the weekend the backs coming through off, the, off, off that um, to score some good tries but how are things different if at all under Hendo than under Joey Grimer one of the very many questions that I put to uh, Daniel Harrison the second row for Broncos Daniel, well, first of all, um, two home wins for the squad for this season. Um, how pleased was everyone on uh, on Sunday? Uh, yeah, it was, it was, everyone was really pleased um, to get the second win of the year, and especially at home. That's two two wins from two at home now, so it was, real, uh, it was a real uh, buzz for us all. And, um, it's uh, helping us go through to next week as well, getting a, bit of, a real buzz about the team. How is the championship compared to how you all thought the championship and sort of how prepared you were for it? Is it is it pretty much as expected? Is it tougher? Is it easier? Is it more physical? Is it is it more skillful? I mean, how how do you view it now? A few games in, um, I, I didn't really have an expectation when I when I come here to play um, championship. I didn't know how it was going to be, and um, Joey tried to try to get us and, and Hendo tried to get us um, ready for it as much as they could, but. Um, no, it's real. It's real physical. It's a real physical uh, comp, and uh, I'm enjoying it so far. It's um, it's, like, it's pretty pretty fast, but yeah, ma- mainly physical. A few big boys and that. Um, getting used to it now slowly, but yeah, that's that's the big thing. Nice and physical. When you say it's more, it's more physical. Or it is a physical league. What, what do you, I mean? Is, does it? Is that in the rock? Is that in the contact? I mean, is it just the, the size of the people you're facing? Uh, it's, it's a bit of a, a bit of everything, really. So. Um, it's um it's more of a um a forwards game I find it um I don't, I don't know what super league's like but I know the, in the games we've played it's more of a um the big forwards making the meters up the middle and, and laying the platform for the um for the backs to finish off so I think it's a bit of a bit of um, everything there um I didn't ex- I didn't expect the boys to be as big as they are but um, that's always a good challenge too and talking of of the forwards it does seem like. Um, the pack, the pack as a whole, really uh, for Broncos this year uh, are are key to what the squad are doing in moving the, the side forward. But I mean, from the front row to the second row, loose forward, you know, it just seemed like everyone's involved in those in those drives through. You, you've got to be on the front foot, haven't you? Yeah, exactly. We, we spoke about that um, through, the, through the last couple of weeks um, after those losses. Um, we realised that teams teams are putting us on the back foot real early. 
So we thought we put ourselves and we had a, had a chat between the forwards and we, and we said we've, we've got to start well um, and and a lot of line speed and get physical and match them match them early and try and get on top. Seems like a lot of games are won are won early like that if you can get on top. So we've, we've worked pretty worked pretty hard over the last couple of weeks on that. And your tackle stats must be quite high, I'm guessing, but um, you, you seem to be quite involved whenever it comes to defence. Yeah, I don't know why. I always, always seem to be uh, um, amongst the defence uh, defense side of a lot all the time. Even when I was younger, I was always making a lot of tackles, so I guess nothing's changed. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and what about um, the, the young... Uh, lads that you're you're working with at the moment obviously it's your first experience of, of being over here but you've you've been around the game for a few years you know you know what to what is um you know key elements of a good forward player what have you made of the the, the young lads you know the urgent jalapis um you know the will levels and, and people like that yeah no the young, the young boys really um they really surprised me over here um how, how well they're they going with um with london only having not many um like not the young young boys coming through to start with, like they only start real late. Like um, the skill level of, of the boys and, and the toughness um, really really surprised me. And just basically how smart they are with the football too. Like getting to know it, and um, they're real real smart with how they run. Um, and not even us helping them out, they they help us out with a, with a few things too, which is good. So they're not shy to tell the old boys a couple of things as well, which is which is a real good thing to have um, when you're young. What have you got to get better at in the next few weeks? Um, we're starting to gel. We haven't had like we've only had a couple of games in, and, and we're really starting to start to gel um, together. But um, like I said, like if we win the we win the middle, our line speed. Um, we started a bit flat in the weekend, but um, I think that's what we're going to work on: working together, um, dominating tackles, and dominating that middle, so we can um, get on the front foot. I think we got to got to work hard on that. And what have people mentioned about a long trip as it is uh, up to Whitehaven, isn't it? Yeah, they uh, they've told me it's a long it's a it's a long trip. So um, I'm getting ready for the uh, travel on the bus. We'll, we'll drive up um, the day before and stay over. So it's not as bad as just driving up before the game and playing. So we get a bit of a rest. But um, yeah, they've told me it's a long drive. Are you enjoying your time? Obviously, Joey Grimey was was influential in uh, in bringing you over. I mean, he's not there now, but but have, have you are you pleased? Are you happy with the decision you've made and, and how the the start of the season has gone? Yeah, yeah, no, I'm I'm really I'm really enjoying it over here. Um, even though yeah, it's sad to see uh, Joey Joey go, but um, he had to do things for his for his own reasons for his family. So, um, but no, I'm still I'm still really enjoying it over here, getting to see a new part of the world and. Um, play a new competition, which is real exciting for me, and uh, no, I'm really enjoying it. And having Hendo now take over, who's um, who's helped Joey so much, so it hasn't really changed. He's taken over Joey's ways and um, and inputs on his own ways. So um, I reckon the next couple of weeks should be should be real good for us. Just give us a little insight into um, what it's like at training, and, and tell us a couple of things maybe of how Hendo is similar to to Joey Grimer, and maybe a couple of ways of how he's different. Oh yeah, he's um he's um. He's just taken over straight from Joey, like kept the same structure and that, but then added his other thing. He's real. Um, he was more defensive, defensive side on um, um, with helping Joey out. Um, so he's really focused on that uh, more. Where Joey focused on the attack wise and stuff. Now Hendo's um, taken over. He's um, he's just fitted in a couple of little couple more plays for us. Um, they think he'll, that'll work for us and that. And um, the boys have adapted well to the to the structure. Um, He's, he's, he's a 
he's a coach that like because he's new he's real new but he knows the championship if you know what I mean like he's played there for so many years so he, he really knows how the uh, how the championship is played and, and that's so having his insight and that's been great and you obviously you're missing a few bodies at the moment. Uh, you know, another injury to, to Richie Mathers again on Sunday. You've not really. I mean, you know, William Barto out out at the moment for the, for the best part of the, the opening bit of the season. What do you think that this is a side that can continue to get better as the season goes on? I mean, okay, we can't foresee any any future injuries, but it does seem like there's only additions and developments to come from this side rather than you know you've not that you certainly not hit your peak yet. Yeah, definitely. No, um, having those injuries, it's always a, it's always a big, um, a big ask when you have when you have both captains injured, a um, couple of halfbacks get injured and stuff like that. But uh, like the young front rowers, like you're talking for, they've stepped right up to the plate and um, they've showed they're starting to show Hendo that they want to be in the team week in, week out. So um, they're really, really taking over over the role um, and 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 leadership bits as well. So um, like. Um, Big Johnny Wallace in the middle, uh, Big Urjon. They're um, they've really stepped up the plate. We told them it's going to be a big job for you, and and they really um, they um, went well to the task, and they're going real well now. And what do you personally uh, feel? Or how do you feel? Or was it like playing at the um, at the Hive? The first game there was what about a thousand there? There was six hundred there roughly um, at the weekend. I mean, what's it like? Does it, is it noticeable? Is it different to where you know to stadiums where you played before, where it's maybe been full? I mean, you know, how do how do you view it? Yeah, no, I, I enjoyed it playing at the high of the uh, last uh, two or the two weeks that we played there. Um, the, the fans are the fans are all passionate, um, whether we're winning or losing. Um, I know there's a group that follow us everywhere, sort of thing. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, they're all passionate and they they get into it. I think a few songs were getting sung on the weekend for us and that. Um, but we really we really enjoy the, the fan support and, and really gives us a buzz when we start playing. If we hit a flat and, and the crowd gets behind us, we sort of. Um, boys can sort of grasp that and, and lift a bit um, but yeah no they're real passionate over here and, and enjoy him. I enjoy him coming to watch us Sounds like he's enjoying himself, and uh, to be fair, when you look at his performances, um, he's excelling on the field so he'll be crucial uh, as will um well, that, that forward pack, you know, if they can keep those those youngsters going um, and, you know, not rely on them overly heavily, which I think is the uh, the concern of Andrew Henderson, um, you know, could be, uh, could be a good season for them. Um, now on to the London Scholars. And after Saturday's game, they sacked coach Joe Mabu. We saw some rumbling uh, in the evening, but then it was confirmed to me in a few conversations on Sunday morning as I prepared to uh, head up to the Hive. Um, Scholars Chief Executive Hector McNeil always upfront and honest really about things and uh, this is I'll, I'll warn you a rather long chat it's, it's 20 minutes long uh, twice as long as I usually do um, in these interviews but um, Hector looks to, loves to talk for one um, so do I to be fair um, but there's much good stuff in here I, I, I just couldn't edit it down really I, I did try to um, but you know I was chopping out things that okay they might not be um, massively important but things that I thought you might like to know so um, I hope you enjoy this chat like I say it is long um, I just hope you don't get bored um, let me know <laughs> either way I hope you'll find it interesting here is a uh, scholars chief exec Hector McNeil Hector first of all um, it was a tough year last year um, it, it was a tough start to this season and did you and the board just feel like a, a change was needed I think um I can honestly say the, the, the last year and a bit has probably been my worst experience in rugby league, to be honest. It's, you know, with the, 
change the stadium, having to go up and play at Enfield. You know the uh, the team, you know, promising so much, but uh, but not quite not quite delivering. And and I think it was coming off the euphoria where we did so well, finishing fourth, and now we're losing to Rochdale in the semis. You know, two seasons ago, and uh, expected to push on. You know, we lost some important bodies and didn't replace them properly or, or with with equivalents. And uh, and I think we've never quite recovered from there. You know, and I think the you know for all. Um, you know the, the the York game and the Swinton game were always going to be tough. Uh, you know I don't think any of us expected to have the results that we did we did have, and uh, and I think that uh, for all it's never you know the fault of one individual. You know I think uh, when you get a record home defeat, you know off the back of the uh, previous week, which you know we expected a reaction from the squad, you know it didn't happen, uh, and we felt that uh, you know uh, that we needed to change, and uh, you know I. You know, a uh, massive fan of Joe Mabu, you know, he's a very, very close friend of mine, you know, and, uh, you know, he's been with us, you know, for five years, he was with us as a junior and a player, you know, so it was a huge, huge decision for us to uh, to make that decision and, uh, you know, especially for myself in terms of my relationship with him and, and it, it was it was probably, you know, Saturday was probably my worst day in rugby league, I must, I must admit, and, you uh, you know, it was uh, it was it was very difficult decision to get to, uh, but ultimately, uh, you know, I think uh, the realization is Joe's probably taken the team as far as he can take it now, and uh, and I think uh, you know a, a change is needed, and uh, and and that's what uh, essentially the board decided on 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 that day really. So that's where we ended up. So not a very euphoric response for you, but uh, pretty much as I as as I feel it really. Has it been difficult in any way over the last five years? Because, like you say, you know Joe's so well connected to the club, and from my perspective, it's great that it's been he's been given such a a long period of time. You know, when you look at other coaches around the game, to you know to to really sort of do something with scholars. I mean, has it been difficult to separate the sort of friendship from from the business, or or you know, I mean, that wasn't the realization. I'm sure at the weekend, you know, you it's. It's something that has been going on for a while, and you thought, no, that's it. You know, Joe's taken us as far as I think he can take us. Does that yeah, make no, sense? I, look, these things are never, you know, snap decisions. You know, and and, and uh, I suppose, as you say, last year was, you know, we, we really didn't didn't perform, and uh, you know, and, and I think we felt that, um, you know, we, you know that that trend was probably going to going to continue and potentially get worse. Uh, you know, look, it's not easy down down south anymore. I mean, there's such a paucity of players and such a shallow pool of talent down here. You know, and and uh, rightly or wrongly, the rugby league have created uh, you know uh, a, a significant demand on that pool of talent with all the extra sides down here. So it's you know it's very difficult to you know to uh, to find uh, uh, the the quality of play you need to. To compete against the Swintons and the and the Yorks of the world, and uh, you know what's quite clear is you know over the last few years the visa situation has changed in overseas players. So the guys that used to come on working visas to London, you know Aussies, Kiwis, and South Africans who you know you could have you know we used to be able to get seven or eight of those in in, in the squad on a match day. Uh, we never had that quite that many, but we had that option. You know those are no longer an option. Um, you know we 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 pretty much had a free reign of players down here, uh, you know, who weren't quite capable of making Super League, but uh, capable of making uh, Championship One, and, uh, you know, obviously that's 
you know become far more competitive now as well. Uh, you know, and uh, and uh, and you know trying to bring Northerners down from the north is is almost nigh impossible. So you know, I still think there are some options. You know, we're investing very heavily and, and working very hard on our junior setup. Uh, you know, we have very strong you know, minis and junior section now, which, uh, you know, over the medium to long term will pay dividends. And, you know, to Joe's credit, Joe's been very instrumental in in, in, in making that happen as well. You know, he's a big supporter of that. In fact, his, uh, his uh, young nephew is uh, currently in our under sevens and looks fantastic. So uh, we've got another Joe Mabu coming through the ranks. Um, you know, so, so, so there's that angle to it. And, and also, I think, you know, one of my frustration points is we never really tapped the rugby union uh, ranks uh, in in the south either, uh, particularly in London, where you know there's uh, every few miles there's a, there's a junior or relatively junior club where there must be staff of talent kicking around there that we could uh, we could look at. So uh, so I don't think, I don't think it's um, you know I don't think we're exhausting every angle, but it is a lot tougher to put a competitive squad out on the field and uh, and make it work and uh, and that's really you know I suppose. You know, if there's one trait we're, we're, we're going to look for for the next guy, it's really somebody who can uh, who can do a good job of recruitment, you know, and uh, and uh, make the best of what's available, really. So that's going to be one of our major requirements, really. Do you think that you mentioned, you know, the last couple of years have been the, the toughest that, that you've experienced within the game? Is it a coincidence that those few years have also seen more um, teams at your level in the South? Yeah, no, I think that's exactly the, the, the reason. I think, you know, that, the, um, as I said, rightly or wrongly, you know, the RFL made a decision to to bring in uh, more teams, you know, and uh, I think if you'd have done it on the basis of an audit of the playing strength, you probably would have said, well, you know, what, why? Uh, but, uh, you know, at the other side, you know, it's taken the game to places where, uh, where it probably needed a bit more... Uh, you know, profile and uh, and, and, and focus, and uh, and that's clearly done that. So, as a fan of the game, I, you know, I'm, I'm I'm not against it, but I mean, in terms of practicalities of running a, a rugby league club at this level, it's it's pretty difficult. Um, and, you know, I think one of the byproducts is that you know, uh, as I said, the player pool isn't as strong or anywhere near as strong as the north, and uh, you know, the, the the clubs are chasing uh, those few players, and, and, and not only. You know, potentially you could argue that uh, you know you're bringing in players that potentially aren't uh, aren't good enough, but also are costing you, you know, uh, probably a little bit more than more than they should be. Um, you know, so I mean, our budgets not certainly not decreased over the last few years. It's probably increased uh, playing budgets. Uh, you know, but I don't think we've quite had the quality of player we've had in the past. Uh, so, uh, so you know, there's, there's, the, the two things are going in different directions, and obviously at this level. It's pretty difficult to sustain uh, um, that sort of playing budget, you know, based on the uh, the commercial side. I mean, if we didn't have the capital challenge and uh, things like Friday Night Lights, which we built, you know, over several years, you know, it'd be pretty difficult to sustain it on a week in week out. Uh, you know, uh, attendance turned up to the games. You know, we managed to create these uh, these events and these um, opportunities to to raise revenue outside the normal season, which really helps subsidise us going forward so you know I often wonder how these other sides in the south can uh, can survive because they don't have anything like that uh, you know they don't have any of those sorts of marquee events that we have that keep, keep us going I'd say we're probably you know revenue wise across the club probably uh, you know got a, got a deeper uh, revenue uh, uh, making uh, scenario than others I mean none of the other teams you know probably Barham will have you know full mini and junior sections 
you know, sort of that that isn't an option for them either. Um, you know, so uh, so it'd be be interesting to see how viable uh, some of these sets up setups are really. Uh, but uh, but we'll, you know, I, sort of, I suppose only time will tell with that. Um, you know, and um, I just think that the uh, you know that the you know it is going to get more and more difficult over time to to compete. Uh, you know, and uh, what you know, but we're, we're up for that challenge, and you know we want to. We want to get better, and uh, you know we want to, you know, flex our organisation to, uh, you know, to uh, to meet those challenges. The other thing that's worth adding, uh, Ian, is that you know the the whole stadium uh, scenario has been, uh, you know, for want of a better word, a complete pain in the ass, to be honest. Hmm. And, uh, you know, it's uh, you know we originally meant to be back into New River last July, and uh, you know it's going to look like uh, not everything's completed till uh, to July this year. You know, and it's uh, and it's you know, for all I think we're going to end up with a fantastic facility. It's extremely painful, uh, you know, getting there really, and uh, you know, both from a you know having to go up to Enfield last year, which you know, to the Enfield guys' credit, they did a great job for us, but it, you know, it was far from ideal, and I think that you know contributed somewhat to our uh, our performances, and uh, you know, we didn't really have a home game. I don't think really in terms of the feeling of home games and, and that advantage. You know, and then uh, and then you know, even now uh, being in the stadium when it's half finished, you know, and it's a, it's a mammoth task just even putting the game on because the facilities aren't there, you know, and they're in they're in transition, you know, so simple things of like getting changing rooms on a match day that are fit for purpose is, is a big ask and a big job. So uh, all these things are, are pretty tough, and uh, when you're running effectively, what is a very small company with a handful of staff. You know, and a, and a bunch of volunteers. You know, it's uh, it's 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 a labour of love, but at the moment it doesn't feel much like love. I can promise you. On, on that with your with your members of staff I know that um, the people that you've had in um, over the last couple of years or months to sort of be the, the office staff um, and, and the people working there, we've had a couple of changes are you currently looking for someone to fulfil a position in your office or have you, have you um, sort of recruited now that? Yeah no we've got a, we've got a guy uh, we've just brought in as general manager uh, a guy called Angus Armstrong who's quite an interesting character actually he's uh, he was actually uh, club development uh, manager for the AFL in uh, Brisbane, uh, believe it or not. So uh, he's fancy giving uh, you know a, a different sport a go, and uh, he's been with us for just under two weeks now, and he's really hit the ground running. Uh, so he's uh, he's been a breath of fresh air for us, really. Uh, so yeah, we've had a lot of uh, a lot of turnover. You know, after having a very long period of stability, yeah. uh, you know, with uh, with Howard and Andy Kramer. You know, we've had a, we've had a bit of turn, and we've not quite got the right staff. Uh, you know, and uh, we've managed to bring in, as I say, Angus. Uh, currently, he's on a, he's on an interim contract. Uh, you know, we'd like to uh, discuss making that uh, permanent with him. Uh, you know, we've still got uh, Matt uh, Matt Cuss, who's doing a sterling job on the uh, community program. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's doing a fantastic job. We're actually looking to probably expand that area. You know, and, and do more schools work and um, and. Uh, you know, work around the minis and juniors. That's really, really burgeoning for us at the moment. And we've got a new role this season in terms of commercial uh, sales executive, uh, who's uh, James Anthony, who uh, I think is a cracking individual. You know, a, a very bright guy and uh, very capable. And uh, you know, he he come back from Australia. I think under the realization that he wasn't going to probably play full time rugby. Mm. Uh, you know, could still still achieve a lot in the game, but wanted to carve out a career for himself. And the club was very excited about giving him that opportunity to 
to learn something new and, uh, and use his people skills and his, his personality to the best effect. So we've added that role, which uh, which you know paid huge dividends for us in the uh, Broncos game and the Capital Challenge game in terms of maximising the commercial uh, opportunity of those two events. And, uh, and I'm sure he'll he'll pick that up as the uh, as the season goes on. Uh, Haiti uh, Haiti Crane has actually uh, come back to us for a little while to help with the transition, uh, you know, in the office. So she's uh, kindly offered to do a couple of days a week for us, you know, which is which has been a godsend and. Uh, our first game at home against York because uh, we had a bit, you know, a bit of turnover. Howard uh, came back to help out as well, and uh, he stays very close to the club as well. So, uh, for all these guys are no longer with us full time. You know, they uh, they're still part of the Scholars family. Great to see. And um, let me let me throw a double pronged question at you. Uh, it's not very often that. Uh, both Scholars and Broncos change their coach in the same week. Um, they have Andrew Henderson, who was assistant, who steps in and yeah, sort of takes over. Swap, we, really? <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what, there's rumours around Hector. Um, but um, in terms of um, your uh, your sort of current situation, how do you sort of cope with your coach um, leaving? And secondly, how are you doing with applications and people being interested in your recruitment of a new coach? Yeah, well, it's 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 like it, it's it's similar to the to the player situation, but probably probably slightly better. That um, you know, there isn't a pool of uh, coaches you know who can coach at Championship One level living living in the you know southeast or the London area. Mm. So you know, we pretty much know who the uh, you know who the various potential candidates would be from the local scene. Uh, like all these pieces of news, that you know, you do get. Uh, Random CVs or surprising CVs from various people, you know, who, uh, you know, who are interested in getting involved. And if you think about it, it's, it's not a particularly uh, plentiful job, is it? There isn't many uh, professional rugby league uh, head coach positions available. Mm. Uh, so, you know, I think in some ways it's a great, uh, you know, a great starting point for uh, for people on their career or or for people who fancy a bit of a change, you know, and and uh, and to some extent. You know, you know, Joe's put you know uh, put a lot of great things in place, processes and procedures that you know somebody comes on with a bit of a bit of a fresh fresh lot of ideas will be able to you know leverage a lot of that work he's done. So uh, so you know we're uh, we've asked uh, Dave Williams uh, who you know had moved up to be uh, uh, play, uh, assistant coach with Joe this year anyway, uh, assistant player coach. And Matt Cuss, uh, you know, who's been in around the uh, the first team as well as doing the community work, he's uh, you know been one of the assistants in the first team. So they're going to be running training this week, and then we're talking to various people this week about uh, about the position. Um, you know, I mean, as it was, you know, I think uh, Saturday's result took everybody by surprise. So there was nothing premeditated about about it. So there's nobody we've got ready to step in, uh, but certainly. You know, there's uh, there's people around uh, that we are talking to, and uh, you know, we you know we'll, we'll broaden that net as people come to us. But uh, we'd hope to make an appointment pretty quickly. And let me just mention uh, one more thing to you. Um, you know, we we started talking about Joe and the decision and the weeks and the and the years that you've had. Um, in a conversation with him in the last couple of days, he said all things all good things come to an end, such is life. But then he said, "Scholars is my home. I'll always be part of it, head coach or not." Joe's got to be. I mean, I've known Joe uh, since he was twelve, and and he's got to be one of the the most honest and straight up uh, people I've ever you know met or uh, had the pleasure to have a friendship with. You know, and uh, and you know Joe never has, has an agenda. Uh, you know, he's 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 always uh, what's what's best for 
and he, and he works hard, you know, and he, and he, and he applies himself. He's a very God-fearing man, uh, you know, and that means a lot to him. You know, even even being the uh, the head coach, where it would mean that he would he would be occupied on Sundays, was a massive deal to Joe. You know, and he he actually had a long uh, conversation with his pastor over you know whether he should or shouldn't do it. You know, and uh, and genu- genuinely, you know, it was it was it was a decision that uh, you know he wanted to uh, achieve what he could achieve in in in, in that goal. Um, you know, he's uh, he's a family man, uh, a very strong. Uh, self, uh, for self-belief, you know, and I think, uh, you know, he will, you know, he will go on to be, you know, an extremely good coach, and I think uh, he wants to stick in that game, you know, and, and doing that, and I think what a lot of people, you know, uh, you know, fortunately or unfortunately, when you look at Joe, uh, you know, he's got an air of maturity about him, but he's, but he's, a, he's a person who's just turned thirty, so you know, he's uh, in life, he's a relatively inexperienced man, probably finished his playing career a bit too early. You know, I think uh, he, he got a bit disillusioned with uh, with, with, with playing, um, but but you know, I think he's got all the attributes and and, and what you need, uh, you know, to be a uh, a top coach. And uh, you know, I think he just maybe needs a different environment and a different set of experiences now to push on. You know, and uh, and certainly, you know, anybody who would who would call me or or, uh, or ask a reference for Joe, you know, I would have I'd never have any uh, qualms in. Uh, you know, first of all, recommending him as a human being, uh, and then uh, professionally, and uh, you know, hopefully, you know, his family and, and my family will, uh, will will get together pretty quickly, and uh, and hopefully, we'll be able to uh, you know have a have a have a, have a drink and uh, and uh, celebrate you know his, his you know his his future successes and uh, and and the clubs uh, you know, and I'm sure we'll see him in the crowd. You know, I'm sure we'll see him at. Uh, Junior Minis training with uh, with his uh, with his nephew and uh, and his brother, uh, you know, and uh, and being generally around the club, um, you know, he doesn't live too far. He's a local boy, uh, so uh, so you know, in lots of ways, you know, hopefully we'll uh, we'll keep him as a, as a fan and a good individual really around the place. Sounds like it's not been an easy time for Hector over the last couple of years. Um... We'll await to see. Like I said, pretty quickly is when they want to uh, look to uh, announce their next head coach or what's happening. Sounds like they've already had various inquiries and plans, and um, they're investigating their potential options. So I don't know. We might see something uh, rather soon with that uh, in terms of scholars' timetable of or, or, or definition of soon. I don't know what within a week, maybe. I'm, I'm just guessing here, um, but let's keep our eye on that one um should mention as well the scholars tweeting they're going to host a uh, rugby league trials on the 1st of april um the only place in london to play rl and study full time so um it's a it's a partnership in fact uh, that they've launched um for let's have a look it's barnet and southgate isn't it yes um Barnet and Southgate, which is the uh, the people that they're launching it with, so Barnet and Southgate College. If you fancy that, tries on the on April the first. If that's you or someone who might be interested, uh, all the details on their website. If you search London Scholars, um, Henry on Twitter at Ian Ramsdale, so not sure who's out there to replace Mabu. Um, such a tough job, like the Broncos. Uh, Richard saying he'd like to see um, Matt Coss and uh, Dave Williams. As Hector mentioned, he's been put in temporary charge. Richard says he'd like to see them given the chance. Um, the beauty of Twitter 
Dave Williams replying, saying, happy to help short-term, but longer-term want to concentrate on playing better qualified people for the job. And um, there's potential rumours that you might see Dave Williams, in some capacity, um, playing for the other London side. Leave that one there. Uh, and Michael Blamires on Twitter saying, can't think of many other candidates from London other than um, Rob Powell. The, although the rate that Richie Mathers is targeted in games, he might want to move into coaching. <laughs> Very true. Uh, took a hit, didn't he, at the weekend? Had, did he sort of roll his ankle or had his ankle bent as he was on down on the ground? So I uh, got a picture of uh, Richie uh, di- directing things or sending on instructions from the technical area, um, which obviously where I am for the uh, stadium announcing at the game. But uh, Richie not featuring in the second half. I have to get a, a check on his injury update ahead of the weekend. Didn't look great, to be fair. Um, when I saw him on on Sunday. Now then, let's move on to Coventry. New to the league uh, this year. Okay, not just the name of the division, League One, but Coventry Bears added in, um, and as a nice a nice welcome to the league present, they were handed uh, two away draws at Oldham um, in the League One Cup, and then the Challenge Cup a week later. Uh, two forty-something to six points defeats, but consistent, and I'm sure hard work um, but what was the assessment of the Coventry coat Tom Sang and what does he make of the preparations for their League One season so far and their uh, debut season um, in this new League One format we just wanted to be able to sort of give ourselves a benchmark and I think we've we've, we've certainly done that and now that gives us a clear point that we need to get to um, I certainly think um, there's, a, there's a hell of a lot of positives to take out of out of the two games we did some very very good things um, more than anything it wasn't um, that we, we were sort of um, off the pace in terms of fitness or anything there was just a little bit of naivety in certain areas of the game which I, we've now got the, the opportunity to look at in, in quite a lot of detail in the next two or three weeks ahead of the, the league starting and also with the playing two tough games early doors it sort of it should stand us in good stead in terms of sort of um, making us battle hardened I guess and um, uh, a, a little bit more than we might have been um, if we'd have played an amateur team, for example, in the in the Challenge Cup. So, yeah, I'm I'm fairly comfortable with where we're at at the moment, and, and with the league a few weeks away, we've got time to to work on some things. You've been with the club um, for a few years now. It's something, you know, being in the, the semi-professional ranks, it's something that the club have worked towards and, you know, almost made it um, a year before you have done. But uh, how are how are the club now? Because it, it does seem like it was a sensible thing not to jump in um, the year before. Uh, you're definitely yeah. more prepared now. Um, yeah. You know, is everyone happy with sort of how, how things are now, you know, from, from, a, from an all-round club perspective? Yeah, no, I think it was 100% the right thing to do, not going in um, in the previous season. Um, and certainly our, our off-field structures are in a much better position. Um, our, the, the, our, our staffing structures are, are in a better place. Um, and then obviously all that sort of funnels towards hopefully better performances than we might have had last year in terms of the first team. Um, but, I mean, aside from that, we've got... Um, community, a community side to the, to the club, which we're, we're pushing very strongly to try and um, make us sustainable in the long term. Um, again, which which wasn't um, operating as effectively and efficiently as it could have been last year, 12 months ago. So I think certainly from a sort of holistic point of view, um, the right decision not to go up last year, and certainly we're in a much better place. Having said that, obviously, I think this the division we've gone into is actually the strongest this competition's ever been um, with the clubs that have come down and the, the new year that the, the sports 
into. Um, so with the, the, the clubs that have been relegated into our into our competition, so it's going to be very very tough, and we appreciate the, the sort of the, the enormity of the task that we've got ahead of us. But like I said before, we've got um, a very strong group of pit players in terms of character and, and attitude, and um, I think we can we'll, we'll always be improving week to week. So. With that, you know, competitive nature and, and and the teams that are in the league this year, how do you pitch sort of how good or how competitive you can be, or is that not really an issue? Is it is it just a matter of you know putting the best side out, doing as best you can, getting the most from them, and seeing where that makes you end up? I think yeah, I think you're right there with what you said. Um, obviously, like I said, we're, like, we're 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 in this league because we feel we we deserve to be in the league. Um, and I feel that we've recruited a, a strong, a strong team in terms of talent and potential. Um, admittedly, we, we don't have the experience that a lot of the other clubs do and the other, the other teams do in our in our in our league. But um, we're only going to be able to gain that through the season. And I think with the combination of the balance that we've got in terms of the youth and the one or two older heads that have been there and done it, um, and just the energy and enthusiasm that the young guys bring. I think I think we will we will be competitive. It's hard to put a marker, like you say, on where that what success looks like in terms of that. But um, certainly, I think we 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 will be competitive in in, in the games that we play, even against Oldham. Although the scoreline um, sort of got away from us in both games for long stretches of the game, and uh, we I, I, we were we were sort of in the game, so to speak. We were we were we were matching them. Um, like I say, it's just the naivety in certain areas that sort of let us down. But those sort of things can be quickly rectified as long as the lads uh, concentrate and apply themselves. And I'm confident that the guys that we have are willing to do that. Considering some of the uh, other score lines in some of the games at the weekend, you know, I guess losing by 40 points or also to Oldham is not necessarily a bad thing. Um, but in terms of your um, your season head, you know, I'll hold my hands up. I don't know too much about your 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 squad, your club. You know who you've who you've got. If people are going to go sort of watch you, watch Hemel, watch Scholars, you know, Oxford, Gloucestershire, uh, and you're going to visit, or they're going to come and see you. What are they going to see? What what sort of team have you got? What sort of people have you got in that team? Um, well, a lot of the guys that we've we've recruited. Um, well, there's a, there's a few different backgrounds. There's a lot of guys that have, that have sort of came through our trial process that are young lads who have come through Super League academies, um, etc. That just for one reason or another haven't quite made it into the into the big time, um, and are just wanting a, a different route through, and I want an opportunity. And um, so there, there is there is rugby league pedigree in, in, in across the positions. It's just like I said, it's it's the experience that we lack. Um, sort of more, more, more so than anything else. Um, added to that, we have we have a, 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 a quite a, a large bunch of local players who have come through over the last four or five years while I've been coach and sort of developed with the club over the last few years who um, have got gained their experience playing in the, the national conference league and the conference league south, etc. So um, their their challenge is, is is to get up to speed with the step up from amateur to. To profession, just to semi-professional, and then throw into that you've got maybe four or five guys who have been there and done it in terms of either championship, maybe the um, game of Super League, or even there's there's one player who our captain Simon Ferguson who has played.
played um, played a number of NRL games over in Australia, so <clears throat> like we do have a scattering of experience. Um, and the way the way I like to play the game is fairly expensive. Um, although I know that um, sort of the, in, in this division mistakes, uh, and we certainly learned a lesson against all the mistakes, will be punished heavily. So uh, we we do need to sort of work our way into games. But I think over the course of the season, we'll 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 start to sort of feel our way into the way we want to play ourselves and express ourselves on the pitch. And I, I'm confident we've got the players that can that can produce an exciting brand of rugby. And we've seen a number of different models and a number of different sort of ways of running a club with the introduction of the, the newer teams in what's now called League One, you know, Gloucestershire, uh, linking with the university, you know, Oxford trying to initially sort of borrow players from the north to, to develop their their core local talent. I mean, is, is there a way that you're sort of going about your business and a, and a way and a, and a model that Coventry are using? Yeah, well, with us, with the us being in the in the sort of the mix in terms of moving into these, this division over the last two years, and not and for one reason or another not making that jump, we've watched with with keen interest as to how the other clubs and that, and, and as like you said the different models they've used, mm. and we've we've actually sort of taken a little bit of where where we've seen things work. We've tried to, to sort of take a little bit of that, and where we've seen things that haven't quite worked from the sort of the feedback and and uh, the sort of listening to, to, to different um, bits and pieces that you pick up on the circuit we've, we've tried to avoid anything that hasn't quite worked so I think we like for, so for example we are strongly linked into Coventry University similar to how Gloucester are linked into their university not not to the same extent but we're, we're strongly partnered up with them and we use a lot of their facilities for our pre-season training um, and some of their staff help us out in terms of, um, sort of physio support and, and medical support etc um, we also have a part, strong partnership with the with the rugby union club in Coventry, where we are, uh, where we share pitches and we also share off field resources in terms of administration. Um, <clears throat> so we, we we try to um, try to sort of pick pick the bits out of the other clubs that have that has been we see as being successful and that we can replicate and, and try to sort of um, it, instill that into what we're doing as well. So yeah, I think we we seem to have tried anyway to to pick out the best bits from all those different models and is there in particular any um main goal or achievement or thing that you you, you want to accomplish from this year from from a club or or a team perspective you know is there um you know is there is there a certain objective this year or or is it just a you know let let's try this let's do that let's see how good we can be here let's see um, what we can what we can achieve there yeah, I mean, we, we have some fairly lofty um, ambitions and expectations internally. Um, some of the things that we've we've sort of discussed and, and goals that we've set internally um, that, that we'll need to stretch ourselves and work very very hard to achieve. Um, but I think if we if with it, with all things being considered, um, the fact that we're a new club into this league, the fact of where we're based geographically and the the, the sparsity of um, of genuine rugby league experience. If we can finish um, in terms of a, a, a final standing, if we can finish in the top ten, if we can finish um, above the majority of the other, in inverted commas, newer clubs, the southern clubs, then we'll be we'll be very very happy. And we like, we're very very um, sort of believing in ourselves that we can we can achieve that. That's the Coventry head coach Tom Sang. 
Um, best of luck for them in their debut season. We see the addition of all these extra teams uh, coming in from outside of the heartlands. They're hopefully, and this is what people want, the the future of the game. Um, in another generation or so, it might take a while, but um, good to see that they've uh, they've made it through. And we had a good chat with um, Troy Perkins, who's um, connected with Coventry and has been over the years. That's obviously why he came over to this um, to this country in the first place. If you want to hear that um, interview, it's on the previous podcast. If you'd like to check it out. And finally, I'll just mention the Rugby League Varsity game that was held in London on Friday at the um, HAC in the city. Um, great location, uh, great venue. We've said it for all the uh, Rugby League events that have been held there. Um, it's becoming synonymous, really, with the Varsity game, with um, the you know, Capital Challenge for London Scholars, um, and a great occasion um, organised by uh, Mark Ramsdale, who... Um, is a event planner and a PR guru and everything um, involved with the uh, all parliamentary group as well. Um, so great events uh, organised under um, MR Sport as it is. Um, I'm worth giving them a shout and better. I'm sure they'll uh, put on another good show next year. Uh, it was a victory for Oxford, the sixth in a row for them. Um, they've taken an 18-16 lead I think in the series now if I remember correctly um, and, and I was chatting off air to Hector McNeil who said that he evolved, um, or he was involved at the setting up of the, the very first one a few years ago so we might have to talk to him about that in the future is there anything that Hector hasn't done um, maybe we should put that question to him uh, next time thank you very much for listening to this uh, this podcast another reasonably long one but I hope you enjoyed the interviews hope you weren't too long and uh, yeah let us know what you think at Ian Ramsdale on Twitter on the email rldownsouth at gmail.com always good to hear from you always appreciate your comments positive negative or indifferent um, do please send them through however you feel and um, we'll be back with uh, a new improved and better podcast um, or, or just the same standard um, hopefully not a worse one uh, next time but thank you very much for listening and downloading Rugby League Down South ACAST powers the world's best podcasts here's a show that we recommend the Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.